Hey guys, my name is Lexi and I am your host, your girl, your big or little sister, your friend, your confidant, or whatever else you need me to be in this moment. I am here for you. Welcome or welcome back to the Journaled Out Loud podcast. I'm super glad you're here. If you haven't already, please follow the Journaled Out Loud podcast on Instagram at journaled.podcast. That's where you'll get all of our latest updates and join in on some conversations we have during the week. I am super excited to be discussing today's topics because it's honestly one of the best things God has done for me in the past few years. And although it has been a journey so far and a journey I will, you know, most likely take forever, I'm super blessed to have Jesus to walk me through it. In the past couple of episodes, I've talked a lot about, you know, my testimony basically and the things I've gone through. And to be honest, I haven't even gotten to the thick of it. I really haven't. But this episode is going to be one that really helps you or, you know, so I hope (laughs) that's the goal here. Because even though I'm talking about myself in this episode, I want this episode to be a mirror, something you take to look at yourself and reevaluate you. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna have y'all do something, okay? (laughs) Here's what I want you to do. Whether you do it now or later, I want you to make a very simple but potentially daunting request to God. And I want you to say in your own lingo, Lord, show me me. Lord, show me myself. Lord, tell me like it is if that's how you talk. However you want to ask God, ask him to show you yourself. And I don't want you to just ask God to affirm you. The affirmation will come along with his everlasting love, even in the midst of your discipline, but Ask God to show you the good, the bad, and everything in between. Because the first time I did this, (laughs) it was 2019. And I was going through some pretty crazy situationships. Getting heartbroken left and right because I felt like I was running with no traction. And I was all over the place. And in the midst of all this, I started asking God to show me me. The first time he really revealed something to me, it wasn't like some booming revelation. It wasn't like, here I am, I am the Lord. You know, it wasn't like like that. But I was laying in my bed and somehow started thinking about my biological father. Not sure exactly what I was thinking about, but I just remember saying out loud, why didn't he protect me? And I immediately started bawling my eyes out. Now, to make things clear, I do have a relationship with my father. I love my dad. That year was the same year our relationship started to really improve, but it wasn't always like that. We used to have a kind of formal relationship, I guess you can call it. Like I spoke to him on holidays and birthdays mostly, but my parents separated when I was one. And by the time I was four, he was with someone new and so I lived with them for a year and it just it just wasn't a good experience and to be honest it scarred me for the majority of my life so that's where that came from um by this time I was 21 though and I hadn't cried about my dad since I was a kid so it really felt so random but I think it was just one of the first steps in this gradual rediscovery of myself that God was taking me through What's crazy, I, I'd been telling people for years that, oh, I'm healed from that. You know, I God healed me from my relationship with my dad. But 
But in that moment, I realized that I wasn't healed. I wasn't even healing. I had just gotten acclimated to not acknowledging it, you know? So fast forward a couple months, I spent about a week being, you know, woken up between four and half, four and four and five o'clock in the morning. And I was just getting really sick of it. It was like the week of my college graduation. And it was, well, it was after that. So no matter what time I fell asleep, no matter when I woke up for a week or two, I was almost sure to wake up between four and 5 a.m. So finally I woke up one morning and I was so annoyed y'all. And I had a whole attitude and I was like, God, what is it? <laughs> what are you waking me up for? What do you want from me? Like I literally was talking to God like this cause I was just so tired of waking up. I don't like my sleep being interrupted. So um, I was like, God, what do you want? And almost immediately God dropped in my spirit, Lexi, you have abandonment issues. And I was just so shook because I'd never told myself that before. So I was like, what's that? What does that mean for me? So I literally Google searched how people with abandonment issues operate. And to be honest, it made me feel real uncomfortable because I felt like I was being called out and it was disrespectful because the article didn't even know me like that to be coming from my neck. So I felt disrespected, but I just started reflecting on my previous relationships and situationships and my attachment styles. And I was like, mm, well, girl, you got issues. You got issues, but it's okay. Cause you got Jesus too. Like that was, that was the energy. I'm like, I got some issues, but Hey Jesus. Now I wish I could say I never had attachment issues after that. You know, God told me I had abandonment issues and you know, I never had to deal with it again. Yeah, no, 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 no. It took me, about two years to learn how to, one, be attentive to my triggers, two, learn how to manage those triggers and my, my abandonment issues, and three, how to detach from people who were doing more damage in my life than good. Two years. But even in those two years, God was continuously revealing more about me to me, both good and bad. Like, for years, I really struggled with friendships, and I could not figure out for the life of me why I was struggling so much to maintain friendships. I thought, oh, there's just something wrong with me and nobody's telling me what's wrong with me. That was my mindset. Cause I was like, what is wrong with me that people don't like me? And why is it anybody really telling me? And I would complain about, you know, not having friendships and people would be like, oh, you have validation issues. And I accepted that for my life. I accepted that label and spent years trying to fix these validation issues, but I wasn't even addressing the roots. So no matter what I did, nothing ever made me gain more friends. Nothing ever made me maintain more friends. And can I tell you that it wasn't until last year, 2021, that I started to see that my friendship issues stem from me not knowing who I am. I don't know who this is for, but if you're struggling with friendships, your issue may actually be identity. Why? Because imagine you trying to find your crew, your people, and not even knowing how you fit into that puzzle. Like, Shorty, you don't even know what shape you are. So how are you going to know what friendships you match with? So imagine the shock I felt (laughs) when God revealed to me, Lexi, it's not so much that your validation issues stop you from your friendships. 
You've just been giving yourself an identity that I didn't give you. You say you have validation issues. You accepted that for your life. When I've just been trying to show you that you genuinely love people. And when you spend too much time away from people you care about, it makes you sad. Like, simple as that. And I was shook. Like, I genuinely did not know about that about myself until I was in my 20s. And then on top of that, I spent years telling people, I'm an introvert. And then one day, I had this revelation, like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm not an introvert. Like, maybe I'm not. And I had my friends telling me, like, Lexi, why the heck did you think you were an introvert? (laughs) I wasn't an introvert. I just didn't have friends. So I thought I was an introvert because I didn't go anywhere, but I genuinely just didn't have a lot of close friends. And... As I started rediscovering myself and labeling myself correctly, I started gaining genuine and solid friendships. Now I have more friends and acquaintances than I can typically keep up with, and I love my friends more than they could ever know. But I genuinely had to re-identify myself because I'm not friends or in close connection with the majority of people I wanted so badly to be friends with because they were not... They were not my puzzle. They were not my puzzle. Um, And just in this year alone, God has been, you know, revealing more of that to me, but also calling me out on so much. Like, the way God be coming for me, I mean, it's all in love, and I feel the love when he tells me, but I just be like, dang, God, you ain't have to say that like that. So, like, one of the things that God revealed to me was like, like, so you have an addictive personality. What does that mean? I have a really bad habit of hyper fixating on things I really like. Whether whether that be a food item, a song, a cosmetic product, a person. Oh, don't let me have a crush because then it's over with. I'm I'm gone mentally. Now, this is not always, you know, a bad thing, but if I'm not careful, that addictive personality can really turn into an idol idolization habit, and that's not good for anyone. And so I was driving one day and you know, God was just dropping stuff in my spirit and God said something else to me. He said, Lexi, you're not consistent. Like, oh, okay. Okay. God, thanks. I, uh, yeah, thanks for that. But you did not have to snatch my life like that. (laughs) Like, but it's true. I'm not the most consistent person when it comes to things like outside of people. I'm pretty consistent with my friends, but like, ask my mom how many business ideas, career ideas, et cetera, that I've started in that she's never heard about again. (laughs) Ask my mom how many groceries I've wasted because I plan to eat out less and then cook one meal and be done. It's such a bad habit and I'm working on it. But even though these things were uncomfortable to hear, especially from my main man, Jesus, I prayed that God revealed me to me and he did. He came strong, but you know, he he, he answered my prayer. And not everything was bad, but, you know, I don't need to sit here and tell you how fire I am. But, um, you know, not everything was bad, but real talk, y'all think Refiner will have you wrecked? Make a personal request to God to show you you and see what happens. And to that, I say, good luck, Charlie. But <laughs> but seriously, um, you know, not everybody's going to have the experience that I've had. Not everyone receives audible words from God. Not everyone will get woken up at 4 a.m. for weeks to hear from God. Not everybody will even pick up on what God is saying. But never fear. 
your sis Lex is here and I'm going to give you a more practical way for you to, you know, rediscover you. If you go on my Instagram, I will have an image for you to use for this activity. If you want to draw this somewhere, you know, look at yourself in the mirror to do this, do a chart, look up an image online. <laughs> um, if you're driving, listening to this, you want to use your imagination, no matter how you do this, I just encourage you to write it down somewhere for your own reference. But imagine you are looking in a mirror and I want you to imagine your body is in four sections from your head, your, your torso, your hands and knees, just imagine them together, and your legs and feet. Now, let's start with your head. Take your entire head into account and think about who you are in your head. How do you think? Do you have a fear-based mindset? Do you have a self-righteous mindset? Do you have a holy mindset? Now, remember to write this down because, you know, nobody is going to look. Obviously, it's all for you, so be honest with yourself. But now move on to your eyes. Where's your vision? Are your eyes fixed on Jesus like Hebrew 12, 12 and 2 states? They should be. Are they focused on the world? What about your mouth? What do you speak? Are you saying words that are edifying? Do you speak life? Do you curse your brothers and sisters? Do you gossip? And now to your ears. Who or what are you listening to? Do you mostly listen to the words of the enemy? Is God's voice muffled in the noise of this world? Now let's go to your torso. What are you allowing to weigh on your shoulders? What burden have you not given to God? What's in your heart? Are you prideful? Do you have a mocking spirit? Do you laugh at the things God despises? Do you find joy in your sin? Because trust me, at one point or another, we literally all have. But what about your stomach? There is a common belief, especially in the holistic world, that every disease stems from your gut. So who are you at your core? And how does that reflect what you're feeding yourself, whether that be spiritually or even physically? Now for your hands and knees, I put these together because these symbolize what you are praising, worshiping, and or surrendering to. Are you throwing your hands up and letting the enemy have, the, have his way when things don't go your way? How often are you on your knees in prayer? Because I know I struggle with praying as, as often as I should. I, I really do, and I can be honest about that. I really struggle with, you know, going to God in prayer. What are you praying about? What are you consistently praying about? can say a whole lot about you. I remember looking back at a journal one time and saying, God, why the heck are most of these pages about my future husband? Don't get me wrong, you can you can pray about your future husband, but I was not doing that. I, I was not doing that. I was complaining to God about men, about not finding my future husband, where's my future husband, about all my heartbreaks. Like relationships were an idol. If every time you get on your knees to pray, and it's about something that should not be a priority, some changes need to be made. Marriage is a strong desire, but it's not an everyday priority prayer unless God has instructed you in this season to be praying about it. Praying that, you know, Starbucks doesn't mess up your latte every morning is a first world problem. It's not a priority prayer when Flint ain't got even got, you know, clean water, you know? 
It's all okay to pray for, but what else are you on your knees about? Now, finally, your feet. What direction are you walking in? Who are you following physically and on social media? Are you following that partner God told you to break up with three months ago? Are you following that girl on Instagram that leads you to lustful thoughts every time she posts? Are you following your feelings over God's word? Now, after you have, you know, evaluated all of this, take a step back and look at your chart, your drawing, your whatever the case may be. What things are out of alignment with God's word? I'll tell you this right now. If you couldn't think of things that are out of alignment, you might want to start at your heart because pride is a heart issue. Self-righteousness is a heart issue, but so is false humility. But really take a look and see what is out of alignment. It is likely that if your heart is out of alignment, so is your mouth, so is your mind. If your stomach is out of alignment, your mind probably is too. If your mind is out of alignment, your feet probably are. And I can almost guarantee that if your hands and knees are out of alignment, literally everything else is. And if you find that your hands and knees are aligned, but the rest is not, or vice versa, once again, go back to the heart. Rediscovering who you are in God is so much more than about a self-care bubble bath and solo dates and going back to church. It's more than that because we live in a world full of brokenness that a new, you know, picnic, like a new painting, a a new picnic spot, a, a bath bomb can't fix. In reference to this body breakdown I gave, like you can walk, to, walk into a church and go back to church with your feet in the same direction as your behind and some people won't even notice because they're cross-eyed. Rediscovering you has so much less to do with what you do to make yourself, you know, feel new and improved or make people, you know, look at you and be like, oh, she's brand new. Like it has so much more to do with that. If you go to a chiropractor, they will tell you that if your spine is out of alignment, everything else in your body will be out of whack. Why? Because your body literally operates from the spine outward. I think we all, you know, pretty much grew up learning that the brain is the center and while that's true, detach the brain from the spine and you're done for. There's no more life in your body. To put things plainly, Jesus needs to be your spine. Jesus needs to be at the center. Your thoughts, you know, your thoughts will line up when Jesus is the center. Your vision is is going to be straight because your eyes are locked on him. Your heart's going to be postured correctly. Your hands will lift straight up. Your gut will be regulated. Everything is aligned when you are aligned with Jesus. And when you figure out where there is a misalignment, you will start to rediscover who the Lord created you to be. Um, I really hope that you take this and put it in your back pocket. Um, if you don't need it, someone else probably does. But take this and use it over and over and over again. Um, like I said, I'll have an image on Instagram that kind of gives you a better visual for my more, you know, visual learners. But I really hope that you take this and you start to re- rediscover who you are. You start to take away those labels that either other people or you yourself have put on, put on you and re-identify yourself in the way that God sees you. Like I said, follow the podcast, 
on Instagram at journal.podcast. And I will see you guys next week.